0: Sermon number five hundred and sixty-three, What Christ Calls Us, preached in the first Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown on Sunday, February 14, seventy one, a day of a very big snowstorm. The text is John, the fifteenth chapter, the fifteenth verse. No longer do I call you servants, but I've called you friends. Today we probably have the largest radio congregation that we have ever had in the three and a half years of broadcasting live the morning worship services from the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown here in Pennsylvania. For this is a day when the shut-ins are joined by the snow-ins, those individuals who have found it impossible to come. To be with us in this sanctuary but are very much a part of us through this great miracle of God's called the radio we welcome all of you and we hope that you will join in every part of this service and we'd like to give you the opportunity to join in the offering part you will remember some of you, I'm sure, a little more than a year ago when we had another Sunday morning like this, and our usual congregation could not be in attendance because of the inclement weather. It was that time that I told you about one woman in our congregation whom I had missed at worship, and seeing her in one of our local stores reminded her that I had not seen her at worship. and. She told me that she was at worship, that she worshiped with us every day by radio. She said, I'm with you, Dick, every Sunday. And I said, well, that's wonderful. We'll expect your offering in the mail on Tuesday. You remember me telling that story, and it must have reached many, many souls. Because you do not know the result of that story, the following Tuesday after telling it on Sunday... We received from all over the tri-state area, from members and from strangers to us, strangers in name, the fellows of Christ, we received approximately $300 in the mail. So now you see why I've waited so long to tell you that story. I've been waiting for a morning like this to tell it again, for as the congregation knows, to be in mission for Jesus Christ. This church has committed itself to a budget which requires us to receive from people's goodwill, their Christian hearts and love, $400 a day just to keep us in mission. We have no product to sell. We merely have a message of love, of the redeeming grace of Jesus Christ to give. And we can do it only when people are involved with us give sacrificially, and we're going to be looking for a great day with the mailman on Tuesday morning. May I read to you today God's word as it is found in the Gospel of John, the 15th chapter, beginning to read at the 12th verse. Jesus said, This is my commandment, Love one another as I love you. The greatest love a man can have for his friends is to give his life for them. And you are my friends if you do what I command. I do not call you servants any longer because a servant does not know what his master is doing. Instead I call you friends because I've told you everything I heard from my Father. You did not choose me, I chose you and appointed you to go and bear much fruit, the kind of fruit that endures. And the Father will give you whatever you ask of him in my name. This then is what I command you, love one another. We call Jesus by all sorts of different names. Some call him the Son of God. Others call him the Christ. Some call him the Messiah, King of kings and Lord of lords. Others call him the Anointed One, Emmanuel, God with us. We call Jesus by many and different names, but... Did you ever stop to realize the name that Jesus calls you and me? Jesus has a name that he calls us. His friends. His friends. This is the name which he has assigned to us. Now what does it mean? It means many things. One thing it means is that Jesus is our friend. He is a friend to us. And those of us who call ourselves Christian, who have been given the privilege and the grace to be able to see Him as the Son of God, as, as our Lord and as our Redeemer, our Savior. We truly know that he is our friend. We know it because he fits very nicely into the description which he himself gives gives for friendship. To Jesus, friendship involves an individual who willingly sacrifices himself His time, his talent, and money for another. This is a friend, and this is what Jesus did for us. He gave of himself whatever money, and he didn't have very much, whatever time, whatever energy. He was never too tired, never too busy, never too weary, never too weak to take the time to give of himself to someone else, and he did it sacrificially, that is, he did it never expecting to receive anything in return. I defy you to find any place in the gospel where he requires someone who has come to him for genuine help. To first give some plan, or at least a promise to a plan, of what that individual will do if Jesus heals him. If Jesus can, he, he helps or he heals. He does it merely by saying, your faith has made you well. Go and sin no more. Take up your bed and walk. He gives sacrificially of himself, expecting nothing in return perhaps hoping that maybe this individual will see the meaning of life or love. But he does not expect it. He just gives. And this is what a friend does. He gives sacrificially. You see, our Lord, when he climbed upon those two pieces of tree which we have called a cross, he did so because he knew that the greatest love an individual can show another is to willingly lay down his life for his friends. Now Jesus did not know perhaps that we would be calling upon that particular symbol as being the symbol of our salvation. Maybe he had hoped that that cross would make a difference in our life and to many of us it has. It, he didn't do it just for that reason he did it because he is love and the greatest love in the world is that a person lays down his life voluntarily for another he gives of himself which includes his pocketbook his time chart his mind and the greatest possession any one of us has is time for for doing something for someone else yes we know Jesus was our friend because he he gives according to the description of friendship sacrificially but he did more than that he he had no secrets with us with his disciples and you see a friend basically is someone who does not involve himself in secrecy or shyness. Jesus never was anything but transparently honest with his disciples. He never lied. He never involved himself in fantasy. He never wore a mask. He never pretended to be someone that he was not. He never Minimize that which God had emphasized as being absolutely necessary for living a full and a complete life, he always told it like the kids wanted to do, just as it was. This individual never hid his successes nor his failures from his disciples. They saw him in his strengths, and they saw him in his weaknesses. They saw him cry. They knew what it was to experience with him suffering, doubt, anguish, pain. Jesus never hid anything from them. And anything that he knew about God He revealed it unto the disciples, and by the power of the Holy Spirit and through God's word, it is revealed unto us. Everything, said Jesus, not just a few things, but everything that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. (coughs) You see, Jesus didn't have to tell us everything. Jesus could have been a little bit tricky. He could have come here like the super salesman and sold us a bill of goods, But he came not just to wear a crown, but to carry a cross. He told us that the Christian life is tough. He told us that it's not going to be easy, for the the way is long and it's narrow. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is perhaps to, to live with Jesus Christ in paradise. You see this individual never held a thing from us but he told us everything and that's what a friend is, is it not? An individual who has no secrets from us. And Jesus did more than that. He knew that friendship involved not only sacrifice and no secrets but It required selection. Jesus knows, many of us have found out, our relatives, we cannot choose but thank the good Lord, we can pick our friends. You see, no matter how much money you have, how many talents you possess, how many sacrifices you make, how many secrets you reveal... There's only one way that you can become someone else's friend, no matter how desirous you wish to be in that close, intimate contact. And that is when that person selects you, chooses you to become his friend. I'm sure all of us have had that experience in life where we have wanted to be close to someone. We have tried desperately. We've done all sorts of things and made all sorts of promises just so we could be counted as that person's friend. But we made it if we made it at all only. When that individual made that selection and we became his friend only when he said, I choose you to be my friend. That's the only way you can become a friend, and, and this is what Jesus said. We did not choose him. I chose you. That's a very humbling experience for the Christian when he, when he realizes what all this means. We may be here today within the comfort of this worship, thinking that we are here because of our own effort. We may be numbered amongst the people of God in the fellowship of his body, which is the church. Because we think we have been pretty generous in ascending our beliefs to include our faith in him. Don't you believe it? If you bear the name of Christ, and think of yourself as a Christian, you are here because of one reason only. Because God, in his infinite wisdom and grace, and we don't understand that has decided for some reason or other to choose us. And we are his friends, not because of our merit or because of our ability, but because he has selected us to be his friend. And like every friend that we choose, Jesus wanted for those selected ones only one thing, success. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Why? So that you can go out and bear much fruit. Fruit that abides, that lasts forever. Jesus is a true friend, you see, because when he has called us, when he's made sacrifices for us, when he has revealed unto us everything and kept no secrets from us, he has done it for one reason to see us succeed, to be successful in the things perhaps not of the material but of the spiritual. We have been called into this fold not because God hates us or because he's damning us, because he wants to restrict us and ruin our good times and, and to keep us in line. He's called us to become a part of this mission not because he just needs some errand boy to do some dirty work. He calls us because he wants to see us grow he wants to see us be more successful in the things of the spirit than even we want to be ourselves that's the true friend an individual has no jealousy an individual who does not feel any competition whatsoever but an individual who sacrifices for another an individual who who helps one another with everything he knows, an individual who chooses to love another and above everything else wants to see that individual succeed, becomes successful in the important things of life, those things which abide like faith, hope, love. So you see, when Jesus calls us, his friends, he is telling us what those of us who are fortunate enough to bear the name Christian already know, that he is our friend because he has sacrificed for us, told us everything that he has known, has chosen us, and has chosen us to be successful. But the important thing for us to ask when we know that he calls us his friends. Does he know that he is our friend? We know that he is our friend. Does he know that we are his friend? Good question to ask. How how do you tell Jesus That he is our friend, just like he is our friend. Strangely enough, probably the best way to do it is the way that he has done it to us. He's made sacrifices for us. We'll make sacrifices for him, but pray tell, How do you make sacrifices for Jesus? Who himself is the son of the God who created the whole world and owns everything. You can't give him back anything except what his father has first given to you. Very difficult. How, how, how do you tell the son of God something? The son of the God who knows everything even before it ever happens. The God who formed every leaf of every tree, who fashioned every stone, who causes the rain and the snow to fall, and yet the sun answers his very command. How do you tell his Son that he is fortunate enough that you have called him to be your friend? You can do that, but how can you wish only success for this Christ? This Christ who has announced to all the world that on a day Good Friday in history and two days later on Easter Sunday he became victorious over everything in this world and in any other world that will ever be. Over the living and the death he has won the victory for all eternity. How can you wish success for a Christ who has everything and who has won the victory of success? You see, it's very difficult for us to show Christ that we are his friends. But we can do it. Jesus said, you are my friends. You show me your friendship when you follow my command to love one another. In other words, what Jesus is trying to say to us is if we want to really show people that we know that Christ is our friend, the best way we can do it is to become a friend with another. Just as Christ has given us his friendship, we should give also to another that same friendship with which we have received from him. You give friendship unto another just as he has given it unto you. You do unto others as he has already done unto you. You become a friend to another just as Christ has befriended you. This is how Jesus knows whether or not we are his friends. This you see is why why we give sacrificially to other people, to one another, people that we don't even know exist. People whose skin is of different color. People, yes, whose faith is different than ours. People who in the eyes of God are known only as friends of God. People who need help. We give to them knowing that as we do it under the least of one of these, his brethren, we're doing it unto him. We give selfishly. And we reveal every bit of information that we have ever received from God, whether it has been through the science of theology, the science of the physical, or any other knowledge that has come to us. We don't sit upon it and hide it, but we spread forth that good news, teaching all people whatsoever we have learned and heard from our Father in heaven. We become a brother or a friend to another when we deliberately make up our minds that they are not coming to us and asking us for help. We are going to them because we have chosen them. They are our friends not because we have to take care of them but because we have chosen them to call our friends. Volitionally, completely unselfishly, By an act of our will and our minds, we say to these people whose skin is of different color, whose faith is different, who speak different language than we are accustomed to, you are my friend. And we wish for these people but one thing, that only thing which a friend wishes of another, success we want to see them grow and when they gain some independence and some prominence and maybe a home beside our home we're not sad or disappointed we're happy because our friend is succeeding in those things which are important are God's friends through Jesus Christ. Jesus has called us his friends. We know this when we can look at our Lord and see that what he's done for us, he's the greatest friend we ever have had or ever could have on the whole face of the earth. We tell God that he is our friend. When we look at our brothers, our husbands, our wives, our fathers, our mothers, our associates, our enemies, and we see them, and by the example that Jesus Christ has given to us through his friendship, by an act of our mind and through the dedication of our hearts, we're Deciding and going to become the greatest friend that that individual has ever known. This is what it means to be a friend of Christ. Our Father, our Lord, our God, And our friend, we're most thankful for thy sacrifice, thy revelation, the choice that thou hast made in calling us and the great hope and dream that you have for our success in the kingdom of God. Lord, may this friendship which you have given to us become so contagious in us that we cannot help but give it to one another. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of his Holy Spirit be and abide with you all now and forevermore. Amen.